Funding for WPLN News comes from you, our listeners, and Bernstein Private Wealth, working with creators and innovators to invest with intention and build the legacy they want to leave behind. More at Bernstein.com. I'm Khalil A. Colonna, and this is Nashville. On Saturday, February 10th, the Lunar New Year begins. Many of you may know it as the Chinese New Year. It's a time of reflection of the previous year and anticipation for the good fortune that is to come in this next year. All across Nashville and parts of Middle Tennessee, groups are planning to welcome in the Year of the Dragon in style. Traditional dances, music, storytelling, food, and fun will be taking place. And the best part? Anyone who wants to participate can. So what is the Chinese New Year about? What is your zodiac sign and what does it symbolize? What can we expect from the Year of the Dragon? Joining me now are Jen Jen Lin, director of the Chinese Arts Alliance of Nashville, and Sherry Wong, who sits on the board of the Arts Alliance. Jen Jen, Sherry, thanks for being here. Welcome to This is Nashville. Thank you thank for you. inviting me. Yeah, thank you for inviting us. Really, it's just a pleasure to have you here. So I want to start off by talking about the Lunar New Year. It's the year of the dragon. Jen Jen, in the Chinese zodiac, what does the dragon represent? Um, dragon is a very significant um, Chinese uh, zodiac animal. It symbolizes power, wealth, strength, and royal, and all the good thing, good character. Everybody wants to be born on the year of dragon. Dragon means su- su- success. Okay, success and power. Now, I, I, from what I understand, in Chinese culture, only the emperor was allowed to wear the symbol of the dragon. Is that right, Sherry? That's correct. Uh, you know, through all the dynasties, the emperors, the, the symbol of emperor, his yellow robe there, has dragon sign there. That's why it's power, because it representing the power. Okay, so this year, the dragon, power, wealth, success. That sounds good for everybody, I think. Feels like it to me. So what are some of the stories and or folk tales about the dragon that are told? Um, dragon uh, is a among 12 zodiac animal. This is the only animal is legendary. We never really seen it. It's all in our imagination or uh, history and culture. And dragon is supposed to control water. And you can think when during the ancient time is based on agriculture and water supply is very important. You do not want to have too much water become a flood. And you do not want to have too Little water become a drought. So, so in that sense, Drake can control a lot of our lives. I, and you mentioned that there's 12 animals in the Chinese zodiac. I do want to get to those a little bit later. But correct me if I'm wrong. There's elements are very important as well. And there's, there's five elements. And let me know if I have these right. Metal, water, wood, fire, air. Earth. And earth. Five. Get those right. Okay. Is there a particular order that they go in? I don't think so. I think five are equally important to keep it balanced. What, so what do what do the elements represent, Sherry? 
Sherry got this question. <laughs> metal. Being metal. So if you are the metal dragon, you know, five different, really it's in the universe, the earth thing is, um, let me repeat. I have to say in Chinese, Jin, Mu, Sui, Huo, Tu. Jin, gold or metal. Mu, wood. Shui, water. Huo, fire. Tu is earth. And that five different times, times 12 different zodiac make every 60 years a cycle of our zodiac. So you say your dragon, what dragon you are, your fire dragon, Mm-hmm. Your water dragon, yes, in the water more, like Jinjin said, mm-hmm. and your earth dragon, etc., etc. So it's it's really fun, complicated, but but different things in the universe. Jin Mu Shui Huo Tu. That's all the five things elements of okay. our world. And this year is the year of the wooden dragon. It sounds Correct. very, very auspicious and powerful. Are there are there things we should be cautious about entering this year of power? Well, um, I think we need to uh, ride on the good luck of the dragon. And dragon is um, symbolize um, everything should go smoothly. I cannot say that. Right now, but you know, quote unquote, we want to have very good year. We want to say goodbye to all those like um, um, pandemic, all those uh, interruption, and we hope this coming year will be a smooth one. Yeah, let me add. I think uh, my my add yes. Uh, from uh, you may call that uh, sub, uh, superstitious or what from mm. from some true. Some year, some animals and with a different signs there is, for instance, fire. Perhaps for certain animals, you've got throughout 12 different animals there. So maybe a bit more conflict. Mm. So be cautious. That's why, you know, we always will call, well, look at all this right up there. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not. But you make a decision. Be cautious on things. If it's a, a, a year, not should not travel too much. Maybe mm. try to be careful when you drive. Okay. Behind the wheel. So, so some. Co- so if this were like about the year this of- a superstitious thing is complicated. Right. But if it doesn't go your way, you you say this is anything thing. It goes with your desire. You say, I'm a modern person. We don't believe in yeah. this. <laughs> correct, correct. So just you cope with it. You understand. You be cautious. Yes. Prevent that Always from Always good to be cautious. Yeah. So if this were the year of the fire dragon, given that it's an election year coming up, there's things we should be cautious <laughs> about. But a wooden dragon, a little bit less caution we should throw out there. Yeah, wooden dragon, I think what I read so far is okay. I think. So, so that's just okay. uh, wish for the best. Okay, that's what we'll do. Okay, so I want to talk about the other zodiac signs. Twelve, as we previously mentioned, they come around every 12 years. And the Chinese zodiac is very different from the Western zodiac because it characterizes people by their birth year and not their birth month or date. For example, I and everyone else born in 1973, we fall under the ox zodiac sign. I think you're stubborn. 
and stubborn. <laughs> I mean, we I hard worker. You ask, okay, I like hard that. Guy. <laughs> I'll be that. Look, I'm not gonna say that I have not been stubborn before in my life. A lot of friends and family will attest to that. But for us born in 73, we're also, we fall under the water element in our sign. So I am a water ox. Which is a very good. Water ox and water It's really hardworking. Water buffalo. Water buffalo. You know, it used to be old way of plant rice is water buffalo pool. It's a good tiller. friend of human. Right. And yeah. so it's a Consider it as the friendly, as a you yeah. know, family animals in that regard. Okay. But, okay. That's well, good, yeah. That's really good. All right. Props to myself and everyone else born in 1973. Now, you know, the animals, they have certain characteristics. And it's believed that people are born under a given year. They take on that personality of that year's animal. In, in your experience, do you all find that to be accurate? Well, um... Well, um, in my own household, my mom and my brother are born in ear of tigers. And ear of tigers, sometimes they need to avoid certain situations. People do not want people who are born in the ears of tigers come to um, certain situation to uh, present a little bit feisty kind of mm. element, element to the situation. So they have to be keep away okay yeah and then uh, the the other thing is in our uh, belief certain year of the people should be married to certain years of the zodiac person so they can have a harmonious uh, marriage so two tigers should not get married there'd be a lot of fighting yeah exactly Okay. So that's a superstitious way, always ancient <laughs> way, was you got to have a compatibility. Mm-hmm. So w- when the man and the woman, before yes. they get married, family will look at what kind of animal men and women are. Okay. So make sure it's compatible exactly. in harmony. That, that, that makes sense. I mean, I know that you, you both have mentioned that there are superstitions that are given to it, but it's also has deep cultural roots and how people have formed their families and led their lives. I, I just like to get a little bit deeper into that because sometimes, particularly introducing it to a new audience or people who may have a little cursory knowledge of it, they look at it and they think, oh, that that's quaint and that's cute, and they put it to the side. But this has real meaning in cultures and families, right? Mm. Yeah. We, yeah. We take that into references. But if you're really deeply in love with somebody, tiger to tiger, they'll make... make um, how do we get that? will make peace <laughs> with them themselves. I won't just deter uh, people who love each other. They are both born in the year of the tiger. They should not get married. I don't say that. They may find another way to consolidate or compromise or some way to make it work. Mm. Yeah. Perhaps I can describe it by in the very, very early ancient ways, truly, before science and the knowledge of that more, uh, become pretty, uh, we're pretty, understand a lot of uh, things, stuff. And uh, ancient way is very strong. But I think in modern era, people tends to be less believe that because say, that means sort of saying dragon, dragon is, um, is uh, the animal. Oh, supposed to be that year you were born dragon, you are much smarter, you are better on that. But I don't think statistically there's any evidence there says that way. Okay. But, you know, kind of 
because it's symbol and symbolize emperor power and all that. So take that as what we say the compatibility. Because the reason I say, since I'm talking about a story, I do remember vividly they are couples because the family did not agree with their birth mm-hmm. know, compatibility deal. And the zodiac animals. Yeah, yeah. zodiac stuff. And it was tragic because they... Wow. Was, so anything when you out of above and beyond interpret that become lethal in a way. So mm-hmm. I think let's just take it with a uh, uh, evaluate that thing and look at the compatibility of the personality, etc. Other signs comes in, other area coming. Totally depend on this zodiac thing. I think it can be misleading and also very scary. Okay, okay. Am so, I making sense? Yeah, it but, makes total sense. But it's also fun to look into yeah. uh, search for your, what's your, what kind of characteristic you are. Like some people... Uh, um, lose on their controlling their money, then you have to be cautious. You're born in that year or mm-hmm. something like that. And then... It, it, so it's good to take it under consideration. Yes, right. I think so. But it's not necessarily dogma. Also, yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely dogma. That's okay. the word. Okay, and, so, go ahead. Adding one more part while I remember that it is, you say you're a dragon, but still that is which year, okay? Which month? You were born in that year. Okay. You'll go even you are if you are the water dragon, but you're January born and February born until December born, based on lunar calendar. And also the hours you were born. Okay. It's very complicated. Oh, that that's a whole so, nother. So I, I don't even want to say because only what they call those kind of Ming Li Shi, those people with a special on that thing can figure out it's very important time, month, days, etc. So it's just a.m. and the p.m. may have differences on okay. things. So not become, I don't think, don't consider that as a superstitious, but it's a lot of things building to it. So we need to be, not to be misinterpret. Okay. Yes. Let's, let's talk about some of the signs. We start <laughs> off with the rat. The rats are quick-witted, resourceful, and versatile and kind. Do any other traits come with the rat? Choice of what? Rat. The rat. Rat, rat also smart. Mm-hmm. Small because it can smart. It yeah, can, yeah, that's yeah. one story was the situation that, and they can adapt to it. One legend kid story. It was like rat so smart. Putting number one because they're small, flexible, and when the ox is trying to across the when he's trying to go across the river, the ox. He knows to jump on the ox back. Mm. So when ox walk over, then he jumped down. Okay. So he's the quickest one. Uh, that that's uh, why uh, rat is the number one. Number one right, because he's Fast. smart. Okay, and then we go to the ox. As you all said, they're dependable, strong, determined, and diligent. Does Goofy fit in there? Because I'm definitely Goofy. Goofy, a Goofy. I think they are the strange. They, <laughs> they're not. They're not silly at all. I, I, they, no, serious. I mean, they, they are they, very they serious. But I think yeah. that's acquired rather than <laughs> the culture later on when you the personality. Maybe you're was. born in different hours that make the difference. Again, yeah. That, that yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe different hours. You're okay. born early in the morning, or midnight, something. Yeah, I was. I was born at midnight, twelve twenty-three. Okay, there all it is. All right, here we go. Okay, so next we have the mighty tiger. What what are the characteristics of the tiger? 
as Tiger is, a very strong, yeah. powerful, and feisty, I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, brave. brave. Brave and yeah. courageous, yes. Okay. Next. I, I only see the uh, good, positive side. I try not to see the negative side. Uh, we're going to talk about the positive sides today. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, if you want to learn the negative sides, they can Google it themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so next up is the rabbit, which I've, I've understood is quiet, elegant, kind, and responsible. Is there anything else? And they may be quiet, but actually they are very resourceful. Yes. Mm, Okay. And we move on to the mighty dragon. As you all said, is confident, intelligent, and enthusiastic. Is there a boost for anyone? Say you are a wood dragon, and this is the year of the wood dragon. Is there anything special you should be paying attention to? Well, that's your year, you know. Okay. uh, Definitely need to come and celebrate. Definitely come to celebrate, but what we call Nian, it is your, your animal, your That's, year. This is your year. Yeah, yeah. this is your year. So, uh, some theory think you either extremely lucky, your extreme, or you're extremely need to be cautious. Okay, because you're, you're the big guy. All right, all right. And after the dragon, we've got the snake. And they're known as being enigmatic, intelligent, and wise. Is trustworthiness one of their traits? It's not trustworthy. Actually, maybe I have different thought than... Okay, go ahead, My understanding is we normally call snake little dragon. Ah. Because there's no such thing as a dragon. So you have a little dragon there. So it should carry the sum of trait. The dragon has flexible and all that. I think snake also get the bad, some sometimes bad meaning because Western culture has oh, different, yes. like snake, sneaky, all that. Mm-hmm. But it's always there, there's always some saying that two snakes in a family make that family very prosperous. Oh wow! Okay, now our our senior producer Tasha Af Limley is a snake, and she's very very happy about all the claims you all have given. Now after that. We go to the goat, who is calm and gentle and sympathetic. Is that is that accurate? I agree. Yeah. And then next, we have the monkey. Monkeys are sharp, smart, full of curiosity. Anything you all like to add? My daughter is born, one of my daughters born the monkey. And yeah, very, very smart. Yeah. And then we have the observant, hardworking, and courageous rooster. Rooster, yeah. That's a good one. They're keeping time. <laughs> <laughs> They're good at keeping time. And I'm sure I think I think a lot of people will agree with the dog's characteristics of being very like, homey, uh, very protective of very family oriented. And honest and prudent yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, very good, good, good traits. And then lastly we have the pig, which is compassionate and generous and diligent. Sherry, you're you're a pig? I'm a pig. So you know what do you think, Jen? A pig is smart, and and also people have misunderstanding about pig. So actually, pig love to love to be clean, not as people think they are, like filthy on the pig pan. But it's not like that. A pig actually very intelligent. Mm-hmm. But I'm since I'm pig, pig is the last one on the all twelve zodiac, right? Uh, yes. So it's not like smart, flexible, or jumping around like the rat. But we are sort lay back more. That's the last one anymore. And it's a domestic, it's, it's a family, you know, big, 
you eat the food that's pork and all that those things. So it is tends to be, you know, my because my classmate we are all when we're in the class together we're same similar year. Mm-hmm. We all seems to be more laid back, not really too strong, too hard headed on something. My my children will tell you that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you said, I'm kind of. Hey, Khalil, you forgot the horse. The horse, I did. I'm sorry about oh, that. Oh yeah, horse. Yes. Yes, horse. I'm sorry. I pardon me. Horse is after the snake. Now the horses are, are they like animated and energetic and active and elegant. Elegant. Yes. You no, know, you can picture how horse there. So you see, animal a zodiac animal is very similar to the real animal's character, mm. except a dragon. Nobody's seen that before. <laughs> and, right. and compatibility is something I I looked it up. And my compatible I'm compatible with a rat, a snake, and a rooster. But I may have time with a sheep, a horse, or a dog. Yeah. So because your domestic animal, dogs, ox, and all that are the house tends to live around the household. And we need to have an Asian study professor here to look into all these. Right. (laughs) It's complicated. It is super complicated. (laughs) But we're going to take a short break right now. When we come back, we're going to learn about what the Chinese Arts Alliance has in store for this year's celebration for the Year of the Wood Dragon. We'll be right back. Kalele Colonna, and this is Nashville. The Year of the Wood Dragon is almost upon us. It starts on February 10th, but organizations and groups all over the city have been planning for this celebration for a long while now. What can you expect when you head out to one of the celebrations? What is to come? What are some of the customs and traditions, and why is it all so meaningful? My guests today are from the Chinese Arts Alliance Nashville, or CAA. I'm with Jen Jen Lin, the director, and Sherry Wong. She's a board member. I'd also like to introduce Annabelle Chapman, who not only helps coordinate events for CAA, she's also a dancer. Annabelle, thanks so much for being here. Welcome to This is Nashville. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Let me ask you, what's your zodiac sign? I am a metal rooster. A metal rooster, so we automatically are going to get along great. <laughs> what are? How does it feel to be a metal rooster? It feels good. So uh, you just were talking about the general elements uh, and characteristics of each of the animals, and roosters are known to be sharp, uh, very diligent, very hardworking. Uh, I'd like to think that I uh, align with all of those values. <laughs> but they're also known to be aggressive and sometimes mean or short-sighted. So something to be aware of in uh, my daily practice and going about relationships. I think that's something we all can be aware of. But I love it. How excited are you for the Lunar New Year this year? I'm extremely excited. So as was already mentioned, uh, the Year of the Dragon is an extremely auspicious and powerful year. Uh, for most animals in the zodiac, but in general, you know, the dragon is seen as uh, the most um, kind of uh, um, auspicious. And so I'm looking forward to this new lunar new year as a, kind of a, a year to come into my own power and uh, to kind of uh, really have a new beginning and, and look forward to all of the positive things that, that it brings. Now, tell me, do you have any memories of 
from your childhood that you that are fond and close to you about celebrating the Lunar New Year? I have some. So I am a American-born Taiwanese-American, so I'm second generation. My parents immigrated over from Taiwan in the 70s, and I was born in New York. Uh, so for me, um, our Chinese New Year celebrations at home were pretty simple. Uh, it would involve a lot of food, a lot of homemade dumplings and noodles. Uh, and then uh, the, the most exciting part as a child is if you are a child, then uh, all of your uh, relatives that are married then get to uh, give you a red envelope. So the red envelope is uh, uh, contains money. And so that's something that's auspicious and uh, something that uh, I think every recipient looks forward to. So that's something that sticks out to me. Yeah, Jen Jen and Sherry, what about you? Do you all have memories of childhood from celebrating the Lunar New Year? Of course. And then uh, Chinese New Year is a time when we all wear new clothes and uh, to celebrate a new beginning. And you have to sweep the floor before the New Year starts because after the New Year starts, you don't sweep the floor because you're going to sweep the good luck away. So you don't want that. And then uh, uh, as a child, um, we wear new clothes, but particularly very excited to go to door to door to all my relatives to say because we say congratulations to all the relatives who are senior than me they gave me red envelope <laughs> you get filled that with the money filled with and then I come, come home and open oh so I got this I got this and my mother say I keep it for you. I save it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, did something similar happen yeah, to you? Yeah, all of those. Uh, but most, I love food. So New Year's time, you eat dumplings, you eat all this great food. That's a time to enjoy good food, the feast. And there's there's all the way some special... Easy. A dish Mango. we need to eat, right? Right. Sherry, like fish, mean, is a surplus because you say nian nian you yu. Mm. is a synonym, yu, and yu is the same meaning, uh, fish and surplus. And yeah? chicken, ji. And chicken. Yes. And we have to eat certain chicken. Like chicken means a good beginning. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so the food, all kinds of food. And noodles, as anybody will mention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't cut the noodle because the noodle, as long as possible, that means longevity. Okay, so you eat one, a bowl that's essentially one huge long noodle? No, no, no. You, when you pick up the noodle, you have to, don't cut it. You're going uh, okay. to slug in. This is Chinese way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in a Western society, that is very impolite but if you follow chinese culture that means that, oh the food is so good okay i love it now you all mentioned red is that's a significant right. color annabelle why is it so significant it is a significant color so there is an ancient chinese uh, myth about a monster uh, and they call the non- monster nian and this monster was uh coming to the villages and the villagers were trying to find ways to uh, thwart this monster from entering the villages. And so they would uh, pick up whatever that they could find to make loud noises, banging noises. And they also believe that wearing the color red would then um, fate, thwart this monster and, and, and scare him away. 
And so that is how red became to be a very uh, auspicious and and, uh, color associated with good luck. And I can imagine that the banging and the loud noises represents the drums that are being played. The yeah, because the noise has scared that monster away, other than red and firecracker as well. Right. And then during the Chinese New Year event, we encourage people to wear red. Okay. For the same reason, for a good luck color. Now, I know that dancing is a big part of the celebrations. And Jen Jen, from what everyone has told me, you are the dance master here in Nashville and Middle Tennessee. Can talk to me about some of the dances that, that are that are coming up during the celebration for the New Year. Of course, we have a traditional um, lion dance and a dragon dance. And a lion dance is made out of two people, a team, one in the front, one in the back. And the entire performers are covered. You cannot see the performer. While dragon dance is made up of more than 10 people, they hold a post, but the person who hold the prop can be seen. And a lot of time people confuse uh, dragon dance with lion dance. They When they say dragon, I have to show them picture. Do you mean this dragon or the lion? Mm. Oh, oh, they say, I mean the lion. Okay, that's a lion. It's different. <laughs> so for Chinese people, dragon dance and lion dance are two different things. But somehow in Americans' mind, they all think Dragon dance means lion dance, but it's not because it's harder to see a dragon dance because the prop, our prop is 60 feet long wow. and it's hard to get 10 people synchronized to do the dances. So that's why dragon dance is uh, harder to sing and unless you're in New York City or San Francisco. Everybody missed the middle, so we are here for for the South. <laughs> okay. You taught a lot of people here in Nashville the dances. You hold a Master's of Fine Arts at Dance at the University of Illinois. Yes. When did you first learn these dances? Okay, I'm, I'm trained in Taiwan. And uh, actually, um, I start as a ice, ice dancing, I, um, ice skating. And I wasn't so graceful, I put into the dance class, but I stuck in the dance instead of ice skate. And uh, the dance, I had a contemporary dance training and Chinese dance. And later on, I was a teacher at the um, traveling group Mm -hmm. um, for Chinese dances. And so I had packed all that skill in in one, and then I come to the United States to learn contemporary dance, modern dance. So in some way, all my dance is a combination of East and West with uh, strongly inspired by the Chinese elements. Okay. Yeah. Now, Annabelle, you're a dancer. Did, how, when did you learn the dances? Uh, as far as Chinese dancing goes? Yes. I uh, started learning when I met Jen Jen and started uh, volunteering for Chinese Arts Alliance of Nashville back in 2007. Is she a tough instructor? She is. Uh, she can be a tough instructor, but it's only because she has very high expectations for of of her uh, participants. Okay. Are, are are the dances are they hard to learn? Uh, they can be. Yes. Uh, I think there's depending on the dance. You know, there's uh, a lot of different factors. If there's uh, a classical uh, Chinese dance piece, there's a lot of different technique that is different from Western dance technique. Uh, for example, um, you know, in, in Western dance, uh, a, a lot of the movements kind of lead with um, being on um, the toes of your feet or uh, using the ball of your feet more. 
And in uh, traditional Chinese dance, it's um, a little bit more grounded where you're doing a lot of heel-toe, heel-toe movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, for some of the other, um, you know, pieces, you also have to coordinate a different speed between your legs, which may be moving very quickly across the stage, and then your arms may be doing something very different, maybe much slower, and you're kind of uh, having to look like you're floating. Wow. That sounds really graceful, and also it sounds incredibly difficult. Yes, a lot of different coordination. And mm-hmm. then the, the music is a, another element, you know, depending uh, if you've heard uh, traditional or classical and folk Chinese music, uh, it can be a very different uh, tempo and uh, kind of a musical rhythm. And so uh, learning to listen for all the different cues in, in, in Chinese music is also a, a challenge. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Sherry, this year's events, one of these this year's events is happening at Musicians Corner in Centennial Park. That's on February 10th from 11 to 4, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Tell us what can people expect when they show up this year? There will be a lot of, um, we add a lot of activity for families. So um, we want people with old ages to be able to enjoy everything. And I got a feedback when we are doing the performance. Some of the young kids cannot sit still. So we keep the activity going so there are things simultaneously happen. And we have invited public libraries, um, uh, public truck, and then our own Chinese Arts Lion have is going to present um, a puppet and dance combination um, to present a Chinese folk story it's called Mouse Bride. Mouse getting married on January 3rd. Everybody go back, uh, go to bed early because the mouse is getting married. It's busy. <laughs> <laughs> so we present that story. On top of that, oh, uh, one more thing uh, very exciting is I have invited a, a Grammy Award winning uh, winner, a musician whose name is. Abigail Washburn will be there. I'm super excited about that. And the virtuoso musician Wu Fei will be there as well. So other than our Chinese dance and and and, and music, we also have, um, is, do I call it, they are international, you know, but they are locally. They live here in Nashville. I'm so glad they come to support us. Um, for this event. You guys are doing a lot of collaborating with other organizations. You're working with the Nashville Symphony as well, and you're also holding events at Plaza Mariachi. You know, Sherry, talk to me about working with other groups in this city and how that helps to share Chinese culture and its impact here. Shenzhen is very uh, involved with all the different groups. She, what, uh, it, what I think I really like is each, each year I've been going through that she show many, many years. But each year, you always come out with something, huh, she did that new stuff this year. So it's so always, that's Jensen, always very, very, uh, not the same thing, same thing all over again. Also, she has one, uh, one year, especially last year, like it is you got uh, the MLK's kids singing Chinese song over there. Martin Luther King's as the Chinese sing the Chinese song with different high school around the community. So oh, yeah, she I, weeks, 
with different school kids and yeah, partners. Yeah, I forgot that part. Thank you for mentioning that, Sherry. We invite, uh, because I know a lot of people are learning Chinese language in different schools, mm-hmm. and then they may miss out the culture part, and this is a time for them to see the lion dance, the dragon dance, the Chinese dance. So we invite um, students who are uh, learning Chinese language to come to the event to present what they learn. So give them a, a little incentive to practice more. And this year we have um, um, MOK, Academic Madness School um, kids, and then also have Belmont University Chinese mm-hmm. Language Program. And National Chinese School kids will be there as well. That's really and awesome. So reach out. So which, reach out to different. What that means is people who present all this program. They are non-Chinese, but they are going to speak or sing Chinese songs. Now, Annabelle, tell me about that. How does it feel to be able to show the diversity of Chinese culture to folks here in Nashville? I think it's amazing. I think for. Uh, you know, Jenjen just mentioned Nashville Chinese School, which is a nonprofit Saturday morning program for uh, anybody who wants to learn Mandarin Chinese. My son is um, within that school. It's uh, it's important that they get to uh, experience, as Jenjen mentioned, the cultural aspect of what it means to be Chinese or just to appreciate Chinese culture. And so what I love about being a part of Chinese Arts Alliance of Nashville is that it's a celebration of what Chinese culture and performing arts is, irregardless of your national affiliation or whether or not you have Chinese uh, heritage um, as part of your uh, lineage or ancestry. And and so we have, uh, you know, people who support the organization and are part of the organization who may or may not have Chinese ancestry or partial. And, you know, that is an incredibly wide diaspora of, of, of Chinese people. You know, you have Chinese um, Americans, you have Chinese from Singapore, Malaysia, Taiwan, uh, Brazil, Hawaii. So, you know, I think to see all of that um, meld into a community that we've been able to create here in Nashville and to share uh, what uh, Chinese heritage and culture means to us. And there are so many different cultural assets um, with that, you know, from the lion dancing to drumming to traditional and folk dancing, uh, all of those things are, are, are things that we get to celebrate and, and to educate the Nashville community on. Mm-hmm. Jin Jin. Yes, I always uh, feel, see, I, I'm, I'm an um, immigrant, uh, Chinese-American, um, tiny Chinese-American, and my background right now is East and West combined, and I also believe that people... Um, here in America who travel to uh, China, Asian, with a Chinese experience, they feel partially, they already, con- it's contagious, so they already feel partially Chinese because they have Chinese experience. I met a lot of people who live in Hong Kong, for example, five years, China, 10 years, Taiwan, maybe one month, so study Chinese over there, Malay, uh, Malaysia, um, my ancestor from China, but I'm Malaysian, and Singapore, Chinese too. We want to share all this together in one event, and then um, 
another thing is for people who are so curious about Chinese and never have a chance to visit Asia, this is a chance, the window to, mm-hmm. to see the Chinese culture. Jin Jin Lin is the director of the Chinese Arts Alliance. They're kicking off their celebration of the Lunar New Year on February 10th. Jin Jin, thank you so much for being with us today. And let me see if I get this right. Gong Si Fat Sai. Perfect. Good. Awesome. Good. Awesome. <laughs> Sherry Wong and Annabelle Chapman will stick with us through the break. When we come back, we'll talk more about how celebrating the Chinese New Year adds to the diversity of cultures we have here in Middle Tennessee. And we'll learn how the next generation is taking on the tradition of the Lunar New Year. You can join the conversation by tweeting us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. I'm Kalele Colonna, and this is Nashville. We are talking about the Lunar New Year. Let me say to you all, Gongsi Fatsai, which means I wish you in, to enlarge your wealth. It's a greeting shared for the Lunar New Year, which is about health, wealth, good fortune, and family. This year, the wood dragon prevails. You can check out your zodiac animal and element to see what this year has in store for you. Now, before the break, we were talking with members of the Chinese Arts Alliance Nashville who are throwing events for the Year of the Dragon. Now, these events are a vehicle for Nashvilleians and Middle Tennesseans to learn more about Chinese culture. The celebration of the New Year includes all generations. Now, my next guest is a part of the younger generation and has embraced her culture, which embraced sharing her culture with others. Anne Oppenheimer is a dancer and performer with the Chinese Arts Alliance of Nashville. I'd like to welcome her to the show. Anne, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. So (laughs) how did you first get involved with the Chinese Arts Alliance? Um, It's a long story. I grew up here in Nashville um, and being a Chinese adoptee, actually, my parents were looking for opportunities for me to learn Chinese and also be immersed in the culture when I was younger. Um, So I joined the Nashville Chinese School when I was about six years old, and that's actually where I first met Jen Jen. Um, She was teaching Chinese dance classes, and over time, our relationship developed. I'm also good friends with her two daughters, um, danced with them for a little while, danced with one of them now. So I did a lot of Chinese dance with Jen Jen, and then as I got a little bit older, I was able to join the Chinese Lion Dance team. How does it feel when you're out there dancing? Amazing. It's so exciting um, to see... I'm usually the head, so I can see a little bit when I do Chinese lion dance of the audience, but they're all so excited um, to see us perform. It's really a great way to show, you know, my cultural background to get to know some really good people. I think that um, the people on the Chinese lion dance team, like we're all really close and we all get to know each other. We all work as a team to make sure the performances go as smoothly as possible. Um, And then the applause that you hear when you take the costume off at the end of the performance is always very rewarding. Now, you're the head of the lion. Is is holding the heads that heavy? It can be. It's um, not super heavy if you're just holding it, but dancing around with it, it can um, be really tiring. But one of the things that we always say on the Chinese Lion Dance team is bule. That means we're not tired. No matter how much we have practiced, no matter how many times we've performed, we're never tired. Is it a special honor to be the head? It really is. I mean, it's a team effort, um, the head and the tail. I actually have been training in both, so I can do um, the head and I can do the tail. Um, It is really fun being the tail and being the head. Um, It's a team effort, though, so without one or the other, then you can't have a beautiful lion dance performance. Okay. Now, I forgot to ask you this. What's your zodiac sign? Oh, I'm a wood dog. A wood dog. Mm -hmm. Accurate? Yes. um, Dogs are known to be loyal, kind, to really care about their relationships with people, and I think that's something that... 
um, really personifies who I am. Now, you grew up here in Nashville. Yes, I did. I understand you lived in China for four years. I did. I lived in Shanghai from 2016 to 2020. What was that experience like for you? Amazing. <laughs> I mean, I missed Nashville a little bit. I wasn't able, you know, to be with the Chinese Arts Alliance of Nashville and the community that I have here. But it was really a great moment for me to go and live in the country that I was born in and kind of explore what it means to be like an everyday person living in China. Um, I was able to work on my Chinese language skills, which was always really helpful. Um, and then I was working in education consulting. So I was helping students apply to U.S. schools. And then that has transitioned um, or helped me transition into my current role as an admissions officer. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. Annabelle Chapman and Sherry Wong are still with us. And all three of you, you represent three different generations of Chinese Nashvillians mm -hmm. who've taken a part in sharing your culture with others. Sherry, how does that make you feel? Feel good. That's why I'm... Uh, a permanent board member for Chen Chen <laughs> for this many years uh, until she kicked me out. But uh, so it's it's really nice to watch the Chinese Art Alliances in Nashville grow uh, over this time and uh, reach out to the folks and share the culture through using the arts. And uh, like, for instance, little Annie was uh, met, first met Annie when she was a toddler, and then she <laughs> just stayed with the, you know, Training hard. Line dance is not easy from me, being not a line dancer. So you you all need to go see any dance uh, disciplined, very disciplined, and very through the, 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 the training dance, share the cultural training by Zhen Zhen. We all get, you, you get very matured. I'm a young lady now, and Annabelle, same thing. After college, I met her first as a, a college graduate. So very happy, pleased that, that Zhen Zhen do things like that. So... That's why I will do my best to support. Not a dancer, but yet I'll support. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, Nashville is a city that if people don't live here, they may not recognize how diverse this city actually is. And so a lot of times when we talk about different cultures, but we talk about it from a political perspective. Mm. You know, Annabelle, tell me, how do organizations like the Chinese Arts Alliance and this celebration of the Lunar New Year, how does it help us kind of go beyond politics and understand the actual culture of a people rather than the governmental system of a people. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And so, you know, our nonprofit, the uh, CAN, we, you know, I think uh, make a point to not affiliate ourselves or ever talk about anything political or even specific to national identity. Uh, it's really around Chinese ethnicity and the culture that comes with that, the heritage and the legacy of Chinese performing arts and what that means for a community here in Nashville. I think, you know, when uh, CAN was founded um, decades ago at this point, um, I think it was really something that was helpful for the local um, Chinese ethnic community, maybe immigrants that had come and were living in Nashville, a way for them to connect back to their culture. But that has uh, since evolved greatly. I think now this is truly uh, a, an organization and uh, a, a series of events that the entire Nashville community gets to celebrate as part of the growing diverse um, you know, population that we have. And you get to see the multiple generations that are impacted by that. For example, me being a second generation, uh, you know, Taiwanese American, my son, who is mixed race, uh, my husband being a, a Nashvillian and Caucasian, uh, he gets to experience uh, Chinese culture 
um, and get to learn about uh, half of his heritage as well. Mm. And so getting to really ex- expose, you know, the Chinese culture um, aside from really anything that has to do with politics or government or, um, you know, or the different uh, countries that, you know, you, you would kind of see Chinese people coming from. It's really about what does the culture um, look and feel like and how can we uh, learn about the values that are, um, I think, embossed in, in those cultural activities and uh, performances. Mm. So that that's special for me. You talked about values and mm-hmm. how are the customs, values and traditions of Chinese culture and the Lunar New Year, how are they reflected here in Nashville and Middle Tennessee? Uh, Well, definitely through the work of the Chinese Arts Alliance of Nashville. Um, Being in Nashville, you know, from a very young age, and then I left for a while, but then came back, it's been incredible to see how Cannes' work has helped grow recognition of Chinese culture in Nashville. I think when I was younger, you know, I knew there were Chinese people living in Nashville, but outside of interacting with people in Cannes, you know, you didn't really see a lot of that culture. Um, but now I see with Nashville's population growing as well. You know, I'm seeing Chinese culture in more areas that are not just isolated to events done by Cannes. And I know that Cannes has done a lot of really great work to help bring this information to the greater population of Nashville. All right, Sherry, I've got just under a minute left. What do you want people to walk away with? after they come to one of the events that Cannes throws, and particularly after they come to the celebration on the 10th? Well, come see us. And uh, so as you, we get more of understand the culture, understand the differences, and be more aware of the differences. And then that's only through that effort, mutual understanding, and we can encompass, we can make our community more, less divisive, more harmonious society and community by cultural exchange. I want to thank you all so much. The Chinese Arts Alliance of Nashville, their New Year's celebration is at Musician's Corner in Centennial Park on February 10th. You can find out more at thechineseartsalliance.org. I want to thank my guests. Sherry Wong, Annabelle Chapman, and Ann Oppenheimer. Thank you all so much for being with us. Thank you for thank having you so us. much for having us. Thank you for having us. And thanks to you for tuning in this hour. This is Nashville is a production of Nashville Public Radio. Today's episode was produced by myself, yours truly, Water Ox. It was directed by our senior producer, Tasha A.F. Lemley, who's a fire snake. Our board operator and technical director is Liv Lombardi, a metal horse, along with her twin. The masterminds behind our theme musical, Orange and Namir Blade, don't know their signs. You can listen back at thisisnashville.org or wherever you get your podcasts. The conversation doesn't end here. Tweet us at thisisnashville. Find us on Instagram and tell us what you want from our show by filling out our quick survey online. This is Nashville. I'm Khalil A. Colonna. We'll see you Monday, everybody. And be good to each other.